I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Tonight we've got the footy kicking off for round 12. It is, of course, Indigenous round. Cannot wait to see how it all plays out this weekend. Really looking forward to a couple of the Indigenous stars lining up and absolutely lighting it up this weekend. It's going to be sensational. Uh, the game tonight, we've got the Brisbane Broncos and the Melbourne Storm. I'm going to take the Melbourne Storm here. Obviously a dollar ten favourites. No huge shock there. Uh, I will have my full round 12 preview coming tomorrow. Just ran out of a bit of time this afternoon. Going to footy training soon, so I'll record that after stay tuned after this we've got our indigenous moments podcast my top five moments from indigenous players that i've been lucky enough to be there live for it's a sensational listen cannot wait to bring that one to you uh but i'll tell you what the one thing that really dominated my mind today whilst i was sitting at work uh you know always thinking about content or what i'm going to talk about on the podcast and whatever and geez this Canberra Raiders thing it just irks me it really shits me the way this has played out and I said the other day uh, that I think they're one of the better teams to not win a premiership and I got a couple of messages disagreeing with that and I understand that there have been better teams in the past but I really do think that this team it would have been sensational to see them win a premiership and the reason why I say that is because when I look at this squad I mean, if I look at the last few years, I mean, let's look at the last few premiers. I look at uh, the Melbourne Storm last year, obviously Cameron Smith, Cameron Munster. Uh, Cameron Smith, in my opinion, the greatest player we've ever seen. Um, we've got Cameron Munster, who is, you know, just a once-in-a-generational sort of player, just an unbelievable footballer. Um, you look at the years before that, the Roosters. I mean, James Tedesco, Cooper Cronk, these are just all-time champions for me, yeah, in this team. Uh, the year before that, of course, was the Melbourne Storm again. There, you're talking Cooper Cronk, you're talking Billy Slater, you're talking Cameron Smith again, three of the best to ever do it, potentially three of the best to ever play their position as well. You know, and you look through over the years, and for me, this team, there isn't really a superstar in this squad. And I know a lot of people point to Jack Whiten, for example. And the thing that I like about what the Raiders have done with Jack Whiten is that Jack Whiten's always been in that building. 
Yeah, he's always been down there in Canberra. We first were introduced to Jack Whiten as a centre or a fullback. Uh, uh, under the high ball at fullback, you just couldn't trust him. He was awful back in the day. He was, an, uh, you know, uh, in the nicest way possible, he was an unreliable player to me. You couldn't rely on Jack Whiten to go back-to-back weeks playing good footy. He showed little flashes of brilliance, but... A couple of years ago when he was playing centre, when he was mainly a centre, I mean, if you would have said to me, Jack Whiten will be an automatic pick in state of origin, I would have laughed at you. Yeah, and that's what he's been the last few years. To think that he has now got a Clive Churchill medal and a Dally M medal is unbelievable. And Ricky Stewart, he moved into 5'8", and it didn't come easy. It wasn't like when Lockyer moved there and it all flew easily. It was very similar to when Jared Hayne moved there a couple of years ago. Ricky Stewart did the same thing at Parramatta. Didn't work, did look really average, didn't look great, but he kept at it. He kept going at it. Meanwhile, here's Jack White and put kicks out on the full, throwing throwing balls at ankles, and finally it clicked into gear, and he got the very best out of Jack White, and it looks like he potentially could play for the New South Wales Blues as a starting 5'8 in a few weeks, which is unbelievable to think considering how everything's going. But my point is that this team, they've never really had that one mega superstar. Yeah, never had that one mega superstar. They've just always been a good team. And a lot of these guys have been in this system for a long time. Jack White, namely, there's a number of guys that they've got from other systems that were unwanted. I mean, you look at Chancellor Clockstead. I mean, he was in the Melbourne system. He's a guy that I still don't think he's a top six or seven fullback, but always said he's very well suited to that team. Now, now you have a look at the class of fullbacks in the competition. You have a look at the class of fullbacks in the competition of the teams that are doing well. I mean, Pappenhausen, Tedesco, Travojevic, these sort of guys, these all-time talents. There's a handful of other guys. I mean, there's other guys playing other positions like Cam Munster, who could be a top-shelf fullback playing elsewhere. Chans, champion fella, solid footballer, doesn't really fit into that superstar category. Um, you look at a guy like Josh Hodgson. Now, Josh Hodgson, he's been a star for a long time. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, outside of those few months where he was competing with Cam Smith, do we ever look at Josh Hodgson and think, oh, he's by far and away the best hooker in the game? Like, I, I sort of don't think we do. And, I mean, when Josh Hodgson arrived, picking up a guy from England to play in your spine... That was a ridiculous play. If you were to grab a good back rower from England, there's a chance they'll come good. But halves, hookers, just unheard of for these guys to come that good in the NRL. And the Canberra Raiders, they went after him. And he turned out to be a champion player. But I I think you've got to give some credit to the Canberra system for what they've done with them. Guys like Elliot Whitehead, I mean... Elliot Whitehead is another guy. If I said to you, hey, name the 15 best back rowers in the NRL, I reckon there's a really good chance you forget Elliot Whitehead. He doesn't put up the unbelievable stats. He doesn't have the ridiculous highlights, but he very rarely gets anything wrong. He seems to be a great clubman as well, a great locker room guy. Uh, John Bateman. I mean, here's John Bateman arriving out here. We've all heard reasonably good things about him. And egg all over my face. I love John Bateman now as a player. Don't get me wrong. But when he first arrived, I saw his first training session and went, they're kidding themselves. There's not a hope in hell this bloke is going to be able to handle himself in the middle. He came out and he was an absolute weapon, an absolute gun. Love what this system does, that they're a little bit unorthodox. They've gone to England. They've brought a number of guys over. They've done incredibly well. They've stuck with guys for a long time. A guy like Dunamis Louie, who none of us really have seen much value in him, he goes and plays Origin. I just I love the way that they've built this system without having an out-and-out superstar. They've built it as being a genuine team that has been tenacious as all hell, resilient as all hell, and just bit hammer and tong till the final whistle of each and every game they've been in. They're very unorthodox when you compare them to 
the other teams of world sport at the moment. I mean, you look in the NBA, all these super teams, NFL, wherever Brady goes, success follows. You've got this, you know, the Chiefs built around Patrick Mahomes. You've got the Roosters, all these superstars. You've got the Melbourne Storm with their superstars. And then you've got the Canberra Raiders, who are just a tenacious bunch of blokes and show you know, a good 13 will normally beat the best 13. Uh, sorry, 13 of the best. It's that old saying, yeah, the 13 best, they'll never beat a good 13 sort of thing. And I love the way that the Cam Raiders have built their system over the years. It's unfortunate how it's unfolded now. It's all gone to shit, which is um, an absolute disaster. But they've also shown that, you know, you can build a really strong squad across the NRL with a heap of depth and have solid players everywhere. That's what I love about this team. And they've picked up guys here and here, here and there. I mean, Curtis Scott's another unwanted guy. They've brought him along. Jared Croker, they've brought him through for a long time. We're not seeing his best football now. Um, but, like, I mean, he, I mean, like, also imagine 2019 Grand Final. They lose to one of the best teams we've ever seen, in my opinion. That Roosters team was unreal. They lost their halfback. I mean, not many teams can lose their halfback, bring a guy over from England, and then return to a prelim final a year later or a semifinal, whatever it was, be right up there as a top four side again. This is just a tenacious bunch of blokes. And every time we spoke to Brett White, Brett White, we were just so impressed of with what was going on down there. And for it to end this way, I don't know. It's really devastating. I would have loved to have seen this team win a premiership because of the sort of team they are. They are a true team. There's no complete and utter superstars here. They are just a strong team, 1-17, to 17, essentially 1-30. to 30. There's depth all over this place. They're a good mixture of young guys, older heads. I mean, Ciasoliola is still there. They brought in Ryan James. They've got these older heads in Jared Croker as well. These sort of guys floating around with these youngsters, these absolute young superstars, and these guys that have taken a long time to find their best, like Jack Whiten, but the Raiders have stuck with them, and they had built a, a fantastic team, and I think it's very disappointing this team isn't going to win a premiership. I think their premiership window is just about closed with this current squad. I think there might have to be coaching changes. There might be a whole blow-up of a system here. I'm not sure how this one's going to play out. It's going to be very interesting. But in the modern age... In the modern day, teams like the Canberra Raiders, they don't team tend to be that successful. Yeah, and you've got to think the other thing about Canberra. I mean, good God. Imagine imagine if you're... Like, when, when, when top talent's available. Yeah, so when Curtis Scott was available. I mean, imagine how hard it would have been the Canberra Raiders going there and appealing to him to come and move to Canberra compared to Brisbane. The Sydney teams. I mean, it's a really tough gig. Like, where you have to live your entire life, it matters. And as someone that's grown up in Australia, I'll tell you what, Canberra is right down the bottom of the list of places I want to live. And that's why they had to think outside of the box a little bit. And they went over to England. They found a heap of talent there. Has it all paid dividends with Johnny Bateman, George Williams? No, not really. But... I mean, for a while there, this team was so tenacious. They were so resilient. I just love to see it. And I wish I wish that a team like this would have gone on to win the premiership. I think it would have been unreal. They sort of, uh, up until, uh, honestly, up until eight weeks ago, this team kind of reminded me of that sort of Manly Seagulls side in the late 2000s heading into the 2010s. I thought this team, they are going to hang in every contest they're ever in for the next five or six years based off the attitude that they've built within this system. 
and to see it play out the way it is, it is just devastating. I, I, I just I can't believe how it has all crumbled to pieces so quickly. I had this team set to play a grand final this year. I really did. I had George Williams to be a smoky for my Dally M. That's all gone to complete and utter shit, though. And I, I'm not sure if it's got something to do with what's going on with COVID. I don't know if it's poor timing with everything. I, I've got no idea what the issue is. I don't know if it's Ricky Stewart. A lot of people pointing the finger at Ricky Stewart. I'm not sure. Maybe it's maybe it's just that this team, they were too tough. They were too resilient for too long, and they've just simply ran out of gas, which is a possibility. I don't know, but it's devastating to see a really well-built system, a really well-built squad of guys that they have developed all the way through their careers that they've taken from other teams. Not many of these guys have arrived as Cam- at Canberra Raiders as absolute superstars. A lot of pommies came over with a lot of question marks on them. Jack Whiten, is he a center? Is he a fullback? What the hell is he? Is he is he going to be suspended for eternity for headbutting, getting into a fight? Is he going to stay at 580? He's kicking out on the full. He's throwing dreadful passes. All of a sudden, Clive Churchill medal, Dally M medal winner. I mean, it's so impressive what they did with this system. And all in the midst of that, they lost their halfback. Yeah, they had to get a new halfback. Aiden Caesar left after getting him to a grand final. They have to bring in a new guy. They bring in the new guy. Then Josh Hodgson, the main guy in the team, apparently gets injured. They bring up another guy, Tommy Starling. All of a sudden, he turns into a star hooker. In the midst of this, the same as everyone else I know, but the rules change completely, yeah? Like, I, I just think, well, the way that the Raiders have built this system without any out-and-out, complete and utter superstars is incredibly impressive. I mean, you you, you look at the Manly Seagulls right now. You look at their 1-30. to 30, It's a pretty solid squad. It's a great squad. Take out Tom Travojevic, and they completely shit the bed. I mean, this Canberra Raiders team for a long time, you could take anyone out of that team and they just managed to function. They've been a great system for a long time and to see their demise like this over two months is unbelievable. And I feel like when you look back in hindsight, the writing is on the wall leading up to it. But God, I cannot believe how quickly it's fallen apart. As a rugby league fan, it's devastated me. I'm not a Raiders fan or anything, but it has devastated me to watch how this team has fallen apart because I think they would have been a fantastic story in rugby league. It would have been brilliant to see these guys put this squad together, bring these guys up, lift them up here and there, and then see them finally win that premiership after losing a grand final as well, climbing to the top of the mountain, just falling short, then going back up there. And I really thought they could do it this year. Egg all over my face, the Canberra Raiders. I think this premiership window is closed to be perfectly honest with you mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market